I'm your health coach, Melissa Lee. Here at Thriving with Nourishment Health, I provide women with the resources to reclaim fertility and celebrate periods through the lens of functional medicine. It is time to empower ourselves with natural solutions over band-aid medicines. We will get to the root cause of symptoms to see the bigger picture. Let us find the ability to heal ourselves, get back to Mother Nature, and live in a healthier world. Hi everyone, I would like to introduce you to Ashley Meissen. Ashley is an advanced diploma qualified naturopath, um, nutritionist, and Western herbal medicine practitioner and iridologist which is very cool. I've never heard of that. Um, <laughs> Ashley uses these modalities to develop a program that is unique to her patient's needs. And today we chat about what is it to be a naturopath, how this differs from a conventional physician, and how we can get a better balance of hormones. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Mel. Can I call you Mel or is it Melissa? Yeah, totally. You can Mel? call me Mel. Yeah, people okay, call me right. all sorts of things. Um, <laughs> so to get started, um, why is there an imbalance in our hormones? Why that? Why does that happen? Um, yeah. I suppose I like to think about hormones like an orchestra or a symphony. There's so many things involved in that orchestra. There's not just one or two instruments. If you think about how an orchestra is, there's loads of instruments creating different sounds to create this one big sound. And that's exactly the same for hormones. There's so many things at play. So you've got, you know, your stress is a huge one. So depending on people's stress, are you working, you know, 90 hours a week? Are you burning the candle, going out, partying every weekend, you know, that kind of thing. So stress is a huge aspect. So that's one of the instruments. And also we've got to consider environmental factors, how, how one lives, you know, do they get enough sleep? Do they eat well, um, you know, and do they just, you know, have a, a nice home environment, you know, that can create a stress within ourselves as well. And then we've got to consider, you know, the DNA, what we were given. So that's, and that's another instrument, um, in, some, in some cases, a few instruments um, for people creating that symphony. So why one person has an imbalance in their hormones may differ from the reason from another person, but essentially what you're looking for is looking at the overall orchestra, the overall band, if you like, and thinking, okay, where are there, what, where, where are the sounds that aren't got mixing in with the rest, if you know what I mean? Yeah, where is it not kind of making sense? Um, and, and that's why imbalances happen. That's a very kind of, um, I guess, symbolic term, but I, I like to use it because I feel like it's very... Um, it helps people understand it more because there are so many things involved. As yeah, you, as you know. totally. Um, I agree. I like that you say it as an orchestra. Um, I say it as a hormone dance soup. Or like oh, a, I love I that. I'm going to take that one. I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, you can take it. Um, yeah, I think that's a more simplistic way of how, you know, letting people know like, okay, your hormones are interconnected. So for example, if you have PCOS, you don't look at your symptoms like individually, but you actually like, you know, look at, um, as you say, the bigger picture and also finding out like the root causes. Um, so I'm just curious, like, is this um, the way of like a naturopath? Like how, you know, how does a naturopath differ from like a conventional uh, physician in this aspect? Yeah, I guess, um, you know, I'm very, I like to work with conventional as well. So I just want to make that 
clear to start with. I think that's important. We may have, uh, you know, different perhaps uh, ways of going about things, but I think working with is really important. Working and, and really finding what works best for the patient is really important. And that's uh, definitely the most important thing in naturopathy um, and holistic medicine, as well as for myself. I, I like to look at, uh, you know, what's going on with the person. And it's more than just the physical symptoms, although the symptoms are helpful because they act as red flags. They act as the guiding points to help us navigate through what's going on with that person. But essentially there's so much more than that. You know, you, you've got so much more than a person and the symptoms, you know, there's the emotional side, the spiritual side, there's, right. you know, there's so many things that make up that person that can impact our health and, and our ability to heal. So essentially, again, using very broad terms here to describe, um, but basically looking at the whole person and generally- It almost, um, it almost seems like simple. it's like functional medicine. Yeah, it's similar, but there is a, um, a difference there too. So conventional uh, functional medicine is, um, they're trained as doctors and, and then they um, have a more holistic view, which is really exciting to me. Um, I, I think that's fantastic. You know, the fact that, you know, some now doctors are considering nutrition in, right. in you know, th that would never have happened, you know, even a few years ago, they would never have asked about diet or anything like that. But you can see that shift. Um, whereas, you know, we as a naturopath, although again, depending on the country, um, the studies are different again. So I believe in America, they, you do have to study to be a doctor and then the, the naturopathy is part of it. Or there's a big part of, I believe, because you can call naturopaths doctors in America, yeah, I believe. Right, yeah. I've, I've seen, like, the credential NDs also. So I was just wondering yes. about that. So I guess it's just, like, legislation. Yes. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Right. In Australia, we can't do that. So in Australia, we're not doctors. Okay. Um, so that's the difference. Again, it just depends on, where, like, you know, what's legislation, basically. That's yeah. pretty much it. Okay. But yeah, so we basically focus on holistic, looking at the person, using nutrition and, uh, you know, herbal medicine, whereas a functional uh, doctor, practitioner, will incorporate that and but they can also prescribe medication because they're a doctor whereas i can't i, see. Okay. I couldn't prescribe antibiotics or um you know antidepressants or that kind of stuff and mm -hmm. you know that and that would be i guess that's the basic difference there right oh i love that i love that distinction i've always wondered about that um i always felt like it was more of like a spectrum um but that's that's a good difference to highlight so can naturopaths, I mean, also, you know, like, do you deal with, do you deal with lab work? Like yes. Work? Okay. 100%. I think that's, you know, it's one of the most fantastic things about, you know, living in a modern era is that, you know, not only, I mean, you got to think about where natural medicine came from and Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, you know, mm -hmm. those, those modalities have been around for 5,000 years. So they pre all that kind of lab work, they just use, symptoms and you know um iridology is what i you know naturopaths use iridology which is looking to the eyes and nail and tongue diagnosis and pulse you know these are all things that have been gathered over thousands of years that they've kind of gone okay when someone uh, presents with this this and this mm -hmm. this is what it's more likely to be um but yes 100 percent. i think lab work is fantastic um you know there's private 
pathologies that we can send them off, send people off to get tested, or as well when we work with GPs, which is a general practitioner, I often like to just, because again, general practitioner, you don't necessarily have to pay for a lot of the basic blood work as well, yeah. so which is good. And again, working together, we're working together, different practitioners to get the results needed for that person. Um, so it's important to gather as many tools as you can, mm -hmm. which will help you, again, navigate through and create that beautiful orchestra, <laughs> that beautiful sound that we're all looking for. It sounds like almost like it sounds like a a good marriage of modern you know technology and like using all the knowledge from like as you said like Chinese medicine or Ayurvedic medicine, um, and bringing like the natural and the technology together. Like um, I really like that. That's really cool. Yeah, I like that too. And for me, it's all respecting the body and knowing that the body, you know, with the right circumstances can have the ability to heal. Obviously, there's some more chronic diseases and and things that, you know, maybe you can't, you know, you can never you can never say cure. I could I, I would never say cure, but I could we can definitely support the body in creating a it healthier and, and for, for that person to feel better no matter the circumstance that they're in, which could be very different. You know, you've got chronic patients from cancer to mm. people who might just have a, a bit of a skin issue. Do you know what I mean? Or might just right. have a bit of acne. Yeah. Or, you know, again, that's to the person, the acne is really quite, could be still detrimental, but again, it's, it's, it's all relative. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, not to say that cancer, yeah. you know, again, <laughs> not to say, <laughs> again yeah. it's it's uh, it's just saying that each person has their own specific needs and how we can support that person is differently is different so when it comes to pcos how do you approach um that as a naturopath um so basically in the same sense as 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 how i talked about with the orchestra what we're looking for is that what's going on with that person so you know what led to how like have they always had period problems for starters or was this a recent diagnosis because for some people it can be they've only recently been diagnosed with this as well or they may have always had problems and then this was the last diagnosis so what was their periods like you know you're asking all the questions around it like what was their first period like you know how was that do they have any other symptoms what do they eat how do they live how do they feel like, you know, was there any, what are the, what's the parent, like, you know, was, did their mum or auntie or cousins have PCOS, PCOS? Was that something that they presented with? It's, you know, again, it's, it's asking, it's, it's really an investigator. We really investigate, okay, why is this person, why did this person get to this place? And what can we do now to help them step out of it? And it could be simple, it could be little simple things and it could be a total overhaul of things. And, and again, you still set the process is the same and, and you would step out of that step by step, depending on the person as well. Cause some people, you know, can quite, you know, are happy to do the whole overhaul and they yeah, just completely. Right. And some people have to step by step and it's important to respect the journey of each and every person because their, their journeys are different. Meeting them where they're at basically. Yes. 100%, 100%. Because you work, you, um, because I know PCOS, this is the podcast, you talk a lot about that. So yeah. is that something you work with a lot? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm a, I'm a health coach um, and I specialize in PCOS because I have it too. And 
you know, usually like if you have like a personal experience to a certain um, condition or anything, um, it's kind of, I don't know, there's some sort of connection that I feel straight away with uh, women with PCOS. Um, I think one thing that comes up a lot for me when I um, see my clients is that they're on like medication, like the birth control pill or like metformin, and they're always looking for some kind of natural solutions or natural alternatives. So um, what are some herbs that could, you know, you would associate with like helping periods get regular or like women with PCOS? Like if you can just give us yeah. a little like, you know, background on Run, the botanical. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, this is a, it, it's, it's a tricky thing because we do have specific um, herbs that help um, with hormones. But like I said, it's like, if I just gave that person that it may not work because right. one of the things that are affecting their hormones is perhaps maybe they're burning the candle at both ends. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, until we get that balanced, it doesn't matter how much we throw at it. But in saying that, in saying that, there can be some really helpful things. I know we didn't, you didn't ask me about nutrition, but magnesium is 100%. Every time that I see a hormonal, like a woman with hormonal issues, magnesium, magnesium, magnesium. You did that's you have to think magnesium. It's like the number one nutrient, and it's also very helpful for sleep, stress, and it covers a lot of bases. But it's very, very good for balancing hormones. So you're 100%. You need to get your nutrition right. You need to be eating well, good fats, you know, good, healthy, whole, whole food, lots of broccoli, green foods are really good for detoxifying. Mm -hmm. so once we get that sorted, then we can play around with some herbs, which I love. Um, one of my favorite things to do is find, I love formulas that have, they use nutrients and herbs together. I think they work really well. So there are some particular formulas that I love to use. Um, in particular, when they use like things like broccoli sprouts and magnesium and then use some maybe um, anti-inflammatory herbs um, like turmeric or something like that just to help with general inflammation, which is really helpful for it's not, again, directly navigating towards, uh, you know, the hormonal aspect, but it's it's helping contribute to the reasons why it's that way. And that's what you want. But in particular, um, there is a, a famous famous formulation, herbal formulation, peony and licorice, that's really specifically for PCOS in particular. Um, but also a few other little hormonal herbs, uh, Shedavari, which is an Ayurvedic herb. Um, that's more for, it's, it's called, it's translated to man with a hundred wives. So it's very good for, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that's the idea there. Um, black cohosh. Um, and red clover and things like that, really good for menopause symptoms. Um, and then we've got chase tree, chase right. tree or Vitex. Mm -hmm. you might, um, I've heard that um, Vitex, um, you, you only need to take it in a short period rather than a long period. Yeah, I've, I've heard this from like Dr. Lara Bryden. Doctors. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Great. I don't know her, but I'll okay. have to. Um, is she got a podcast herself or? Um, she, no, she has a book. Um, amazing. She, she wrote the period repair manual and she also talks about Yeah, She's in Australia or New Zealand, actually. You should check okay, her out. Okay. Well, I should get, I should really listen yeah, to totally. her. Um, <laughs> that but, sounds awesome. Yes. But she also talked about the whole like peony licorice thing. And then yes. she also talks about like how a chase tree 
um, can or cannot help yes. women. So and it's very again, similar. It's individual. It's individual. Yeah. Like okay. for myself, I had amenorrhea for a long time. And for mm -hmm. your listeners who don't know what that is, basically it means no period. So mm -hmm. I went without a period for like three years. Face treat is very indicated for that presentation. But for me, it gave me migraines. So again, it's, I had to work with different aspects, stress, balancing, life balancing, diet, you know, that not burning the candle, yeah. all those things that I've talked about. The taste tree, it's got its name from, it used to be used by monks to suppress their libido, but for women, very good for balancing, you know, um, helping the menstrual cycle, like balance that out, PMS, that kind okay. of thing. But anything really, herbs are a... Uh, it, not many herbs should be taken long term. It should be just really that bridge to getting back to health. So when you reach that, um, you know, balancing of cycles and, and the symptomatic relief and you're feeling better and you're healthier and, you know, you can see a difference and how you can see a difference is that the presence, the presentation of those symptoms have reduced. And that's the best way to say that we're on the right track. And oh, I like you should that. really play yeah. around yeah yeah and that's because a lot of people are like well how long do i take it and yeah like, well, exactly like? rather yeah. than using film rather than using it as like a band-aid or yeah. yes okay. and i rather and rather saying okay i'm going to use it for six weeks um instead saying i'm going to use it to reduce oh, well, in conjunction to doing all the other things that we've talked about not again that's just purely symptomatic but of course we want some symptomatic relief right like mm -hmm. that's kind of the main reason why people come see us but it's like so you want to see a reduction in those symptoms plus getting all the other benefits of reducing inflammation and and hopefully de-stressing and man or managing your stress levels and and eating better and all the wonderful things that come with that as well I think it's really important. Yeah, it's mm. just a lot of like emphasis on like really looking at it as a holistic aspect rather than, yes. you know, fixing, fixing, fixing from yes. that point of view. Okay. Yes. Very and nice. it can change as you probably know, you know, yeah, it can change it can. like our symptoms can change as we go along. Like we can, sometimes it can be a bit of like, I forgot what, you know, those dolls that are inside the dolls, you know, that, oh, the Russian doll thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it can be like that. You like take one off and then there's another thing and then there's another mm -hmm. thing. And, but it doesn't matter that we don't feel better in the process, but it can be a bit like that. Right. So how can someone find a, rep a reputable uh, naturopath in their area? Like, how would someone know if, like, you know, that person's working for them? Is legit. Yeah. So, again, it's um, looking at, it depends on the country that you're in, like we talked about earlier, because the qualifications are different. Uh, in Australia, again, so I can't really 100% speak for in yeah. America. Mm -hmm. I, I have some. Yeah, I have some listeners from Australia, so it's okay. Oh, great! <laughs> oh, fantastic! Hi, guys. Um, <laughs> so, in Australia, basically, um, you have, you have, as a naturopath, um, I'm registered with an association. So, I'm registered with ANTA. So, because we're not really, I guess, government recognised, it's really important to you know, make sure that when you see a naturopath, they're recognised by some kind of association. Um, so ANTA, you know, they have uh, terms and guidelines for what you have to, to, to have um, qualified in to, to be recognised by them. 
So I have to, I had to do a course that was recognized by them, you know, and the courses, they all had the similar kind of, you know, to be recognized, you know, you have to have so many clinic hours and, you know, pass so many units and modalities. And that's, that's the most important thing. So if you're looking for, if you want to make sure that, you know, you're the naturopath that you're seeking. And again, maybe it's good to do research about these things as well. So perhaps, you know, looking into, okay, what, how are naturopaths qualified in my, in my country? Um, and then how do I find one, you know, in the, if it's by the association body, like it is in Australia, you would, I think I'm pretty, I'm like, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure if you went to Anti, you could actually find a list of naturopaths on their site. And I'm, I would, should be on there somewhere. So that's how you could find, and you could even ask them straight out. You could say, oh, do you, are you with an association or are you covered or um, insured or, cause if you, if you're covered or insured or, and all that, that means that they, you have to have some kind of recognizable degree because they have to trust you. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I think that's probably the most on paper. That's the, probably the best way. Also, you know, really good to go with, you know, ask around, ask around with what people, what has worked for people, ask about their experiences and, you know, um, how did they help? Um, you know, how did you feel with the experience? Did you feel like you benefited? Because um, it can be really overwhelming, you know, stepping into something that you don't really know or, you know, you, you're nervous about spending that money, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it's, you don't know what you to expect. So it's good to ask around and, and that word of mouth is a really good one as well. Because I know, I don't know if it's the same in America, but in Australia, I can't, I couldn't put reviews on my website of people who are like, we're not allowed to part of the association to like advertise that. So I couldn't say if someone said, Oh, can I leave a a review? I couldn't. Yeah. I think it's allowed here. I think I feel like I've seen like testimonials, but then again, they they allow a lot of things here. So (laughs) that's probably why. Um, (laughs) Um, okay, cool. That's, that's really good info. Um, I also agree with you, like, you know, this could be like an alternative medicine that people don't really know about, like what it's like. And um, definitely looking for someone who's gone through the experience, like a friend or something would definitely help like a lot. Um, definitely. And I know here in America, naturopaths are not covered by insurance, I think. Like same as like uh, and it's, yeah. it's really a shame because they make it so they make it a little hard to you know to get to them like you have to do you do have to spend like a little bit more and yeah I think I just really hope that we see it more accessible in like 10 years yeah, and you, I think you, I feel like it's kind of you know you see that in the way that you know studies on you know gut health that to me is exciting you know in natural right. medicine we've been talking about you know, the importance of gut health since the beginning of, you know, natural medicine. And it's so exciting to see now, you know, studies on probiotics and mm-hmm. endometriosis, which is really exciting. ABS and endometriosis is a huge link. And so they did this study with just only, the only thing they did was uh, gave a probiotic, a specific mm-hmm. strain. I can't remember which strain, maybe it was lactobacillus rhamnosus, but don't quote me on that. And it improved the symptoms significantly by just adding that probiotic. 
Nothing. with the endometriosis yeah. which is amazing which is so yeah, you never you wouldn't even yeah <laughs> which you wouldn't even consider the two but again when we look at the whole thing mm-hmm. our digestion isn't functioning well if our digestion isn't able to break down the foods and build up those nutrients for the hormones because the hormone hormones are more than the hormone you know there's so many processes involved so it's that nutrient aspect is so important to help those processes so yeah again it's that whole process but it's exciting because now science is looking at it which is even more which is awesome yeah i'm really excited um so if you know where can people find you if they're like oh i live in australia and i want to maybe get in touch with you because they like what you're saying um yeah where can they find you um, well, at the moment, uh, we're a stage four restrictions in Australia, so unfortunately, okay. you can't see me in person. Yeah. <laughs> but I am doing uh, Zoom consults, and I've always continued, I've been doing online consulting for quite a long time now. And basically, you just go to www.ashleymyathan.com. I've got my podcast on there, It Can't Be That Friggin' Hard, and some other little things on there to help people, as well as. Uh, you know you can book a one-on-one or even if you're not sure if you're kind of like "Ah," again you're not really ready to take the leap but you wouldn't mind having a quick chat I do offer a a free 15 minute kind of chat just to see you know you can ask me a couple questions I can't give full advice in that but it's basically a time so to see if we would work well together so you could always book that in just to just to have a chat and you know see see what it's all about I love it I love that little experience that you can give to people too. Um, I'll definitely put that in the show notes. Um, And thank you so much for your time today. This was really, really, really like informational. Yeah, my pleasure. And thank you for having me.